Welcome to Hot Yoga Radio, Crusoe. I'm taking my constitutional in the hills and I'm looking round and it looks a bit like one of those floating worlds, Sung Dynasty landscapes. There's mist stranding across the hills and little bits peeking out. and It's quite marvellous actually. Anyway, today I'm, I'm uh, going to continue with Lao Tzu, and this is chapter 52, and I'm on my own, so you won't hear any questions from Anna, she's uh, uh, got a few other things to do today. Anyway, here goes, chapter 52. Every living thing comes from the mother of us all. If we can understand the mother, then we can understand her children. And if we know ourselves as children, we can see the source is her and, well, if your body dies, there's nothing to be frightened about. If you keep your mouth shut and stay inside, then you'll live a long time. If you blurt out what you think to everyone, then you won't last long. Value littleness, this is wisdom. To bend like a reed in the wind, that is real strength. Use your mind, but stay close to the light and it will lengthen its glow right through your life. So what's this about? Well in this one Lao Tzu's uh, returning to what it entails for the individual to be aligned with the Tao and what the benefits of that are. This is about you know, personal practice and, and for Lao Tzu personal practice is, is, is meditation, contemplation. And he's placing that also in the context of the, the, the big uh, cosmology. I mean, the big cosmology is expressed as every living thing comes from the mother of us all. The mother of us all actually is the Tao. And those terms, I think, are pretty interchangeable. If we understand the mother, then we can understand her children. So he's saying that by being aligned with the Tao, you automatically have some insight into the the products of the day, of the activity of the day, which is the world and which is people and which is ourselves. Just a little caveat here because uh, the things, the 10,000 things, the people and objects and species in the world and in the universe, the stars, the planets, the molecules, all the rest of it, are themselves suffused with the Tao and embraced by the Tao and are in fact themselves the Tao. But this is a, this is a way of talking that we can't avoid if we're going to avail ourselves of this insight that we can understand the Tao through contemplation, through attuning ourselves with, it, with our dynamic quietness, we can, through that method, gain insight into the people around us and into the, the natural processes around us. And this in some ways is the basis of Taoist science as well. It's, it is observational. Taoism is quite happy to, to look outwards in contemplation as it is to look inwards. It's quite happy to go and sit on a rock and gaze out at the mist. And actually, if you get a chance to look at Sung Dynasty ink paintings and uh, Yuan Dynasty ink paintings of mountainous landscapes, we get the floating worlds where the mist is a huge feature. The emptiness that the mist creates is a huge feature. You'll understand this this meditation on nature and on the environment. 
and those paintings are made possible by that kind of derished insight. And as I said, you know, not only is it the things around us, but it's, it's we ourselves. And he says, you know, if we know ourselves as children, children of the mother, children of the Tao, participants in the Tao, we can see the source is her. You know, if you, in other words, if you just try out the idea that you, you are a child of the Tao, you are a participant in the Tao, you will immediately see the, the, the primordial Tao itself. And that's a good... Uh, sound, reliable uh, method, contemplative method. And Lao Tzu, as we know, he's a bit of a quietist. You, you need to take this with a little recognition of poetic uh, hyperbole. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, there, there is a truth in it. If you keep your mouth shut and stay inside, then you'll live a long time, he says. And, of course, Taoism and Chinese culture of the time in general was very concerned with longevity as a good, as a, as a life aim even, you know, you try to live so that you'd have a, a, a good, long and, and full life. You know, the good life features very large in, in, in the, the outlook of people like Lao Tzu and followers of Lao Tzu. And there is something to be said for that, you know, for a kind of a... a an inner tranquility, even if you do have to get into the turmoil of things, and sometimes you do. Nevertheless, keeping an inner tra tranquility, a kind of staying inside, stay, stay inside the house, well, yes, maybe, but stay inside yourself. You know, you can extrovert so much and flirt and dance and socialise so much that it becomes kind of quite empty and flavourless because you overdo it. It's not to say these aren't good things. Sociability is a very great thing. Relating to others is a very great thing, but you can, you can overdo it in an empty way, in a, in a desperate way. This is what Lao Tzu is pointing to. You know, there's a certain meditative reserve that you can acquire, and, and that it's, it's very sort of nurturing and protective for the individual. I mean, he says, you'll live a long time, maybe, maybe not, you know, but... <laughs> Uh, the the Dewey's were certainly concerned with this, and I think you're giving yourself a chance, you know, if you're or just a little bit just judicious with your energy, I would say. He goes on, if you blurt out what you think to everyone, then you won't last long. Well, yeah, keep something to yourself <laughs> for the same reason. You know, there are certainly times for keeping your own counsel. There are times for speaking, and. Uh, you, you, you see that I, I, I think that that's the case because of how many podcasts that I do and talks with people and so forth. But nevertheless, there's a time to keep your own counsel. I mean, if you do, you go around saying absolutely every thought, you become like a, a tinkling symbol, as, it, uh, as St Paul said. And... Uh, before too long, within the hour, you're going to upset somebody, and before within the day, you're going to upset, you're going to upset somebody who's a, who just doesn't have any restraint, and they're likely to stick a knife in you or something of that type. So yeah, I mean, just again, like it's just been a bit judicious with your energy, knowing there's a time for this and a time for that, you know. But at the core of your being, that sort of that dynamic quietness and tranquility. That's not a dead icy silence, that's a very living thing. 
but nevertheless it just participates in, the, in this grand uh, movement of amplitude, which is the Tao, which is productive of everything in you and out, outside of you. Value littleness, this is wisdom. Again, you know, it's modesty. No, no, not spending all your time and energy on cultivating a big, a big show of ego. I mean, this is just pragmatic stuff, to be honest with you. Value littleness. Even down here, the grass sings. Even down here, you know. And there's a lot to be said for it. If you, if you go the other way and devote your life to realising an ambition of being world king, like somebody I could, whose name I could mention, it's not going to end well. Uh, well, OK, if, if you've brought it on yourself, so, so be it. But if it's dragging other people in as well, you know, well, maybe you need to think again. Value littleness, and I think this is right. He goes on. To bend like a reed in the wind... That is real strength. This is the principle of yielding. That which is rigid will break. But that which is flexible will bend with the current and not break and will survive. And now this is not to say that you become a complete doormat and a complete passive recipient of life, not at all. I think if you understand these things, you actually become a more effective agent because you don't waste your energy going against the grain that will not be gone against, that is, that is unyielding. But this isn't any kind of fatalism, particularly regarding the system. And you can see Lao Tzu was quite resistant to the system that he found himself embedded in. I mean, the very writing of the Tao Te Ching is a resistance to a crazy war system that he was embedded in. And was offering modes of being that were outside of it. And able maybe to sort of deflect it or push her back back against it. So I don't think that this is any fatalism, but it is an incredibly intelligent strategy if you, if you can practice it and grasp it. To bend like a reed in the wind, is that is real strength. He goes on. Use your mind, but stay close to the light, and it will lengthen its glow right through your life. So use your mind, not that. We get told in so-called spiritual circles, in big inverted commas, big scare quotes there, that the mind is some kind of pollutant. And this is completely wrong. The mind in many ways is potentially very, very close to the Tao, because it's through the mind that we understand. And Lao Tzu is asking us to understand the Tao by being acquainted with it, by being close to it, by eventually realising our own participation in it, our own almost identity with it that's understanding and that is the work of the mind and the mind is a, a tremendously valuable instrument and tool with, with many many uses it's very versatile don't abandon it I have a bit of a sense of its scope even though I don't think we are capable of standing outside of it enough to really know definitively its limits and scope but from inside because we are inside it you can have a pragmatic uh, reckoning with what you can think out and what you can't think out, where your mind can usefully go and where it will lead you astray. Th this is possible. So, 
Don't abandon the mine. The mine is a part of the Dower's outpouring as much as anything else. But, there is a but. Hold fast to the light. How does he put it? Stay close to the light and it will lengthen its glow right through your life. What's he mean by the light? Well, the light actually is a poetic way of talking about that close acquaintance with the Tao. The light is a poetic metaphor for the Tao itself. And holding close to the light is doing the terrorist meditation, the terrorist contemplation of, of being with what is in as direct a manner as you, as you can, a kind of settling in, a sitting on the rock and watching the swirling mist, or closing your eyes and being with the pulse of your own existence, which is deeply connected with the Tao. And ever pragmatic, Lao Tzu outlines the, the benefit to the individual of that staying close to the light. And it is that, that the glow of the light lengthens throughout your life. And, and this is just uh, observationally true. If you partake of this uh, simple but incredibly powerful and direct meditation and contemplation approach, of being with so that you move close automatically to the, the most primordial aspects of the day you will feel the effects throughout life you know it spreads it's it's not forgettable for a start at the same time you, you might not necessarily just dwell on it it, it kind of stays with it, it impresses you it, it makes a uh, a mark on, on you that, that's, that remains and this in turn encourages you to uh, to move ever closer ever closer to the light to the day just as a matter of course just in your daily life I hope that's helpful it's a bit short and uh, we'll speak soon Look after yourselves, take care, uh, move closer to the light <laughs> and make knowledge great again.